We dedicate this season to friend of the pod, Christian Salisbury, a life and talent taken from the herd way too early. He will be remembered for his speed and agility, but most of all, his smile and infectious enthusiasm. If you're able, go to the link in the description and donate to the Christian Salisbury Memorial Fund and help more kids like Christian find their way to professional football. Carry that rock in peace, my friend. You will be missed. Hey, fellas! We ain't gonna ever back down from nobody! I don't care who it is! This is a brotherhood! And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied! One of us go down, we have another, and another, and another, that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field, and bang them, bang them, bang them. Somebody, light me up. It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Welcome back to the Turf District, where we cuddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we're a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and it is Turf District Tuesdays. Oh my goodness, this is going to be a fun one. We're already fired up in the back room uh, getting ready for this game. Thank you for joining us on YouTube, or if you've downloaded the podcast, thanks for downloading. And if you could take a second to share, like, reply comment all of those things uh that'd be great it just helps grow the show uh, i am not going to waste your time with the too much other than to ask you to put some questions in the chat for our guest i know there'll be lots of them and he's he just already said he's gonna be ready to answer them all so we're gonna have a great time this evening uh let's bring in the regular gang first there they are it's one super fan mike and one commissioner kayla how Hello. are you guys good it's been a while i know i was gonna say the bye week right it was I kind know. of kind of a nice break um you know it gave me time to do a lot of journaling a lot of Excellent. time to you know self-reflection on how i can be a better fan to help the team all there those things are. right what did you guys do important. Sure. i also took time to go see the barbie movie because it's very cool anyway nice. but uh <laughs> what uh, did you guys get up to i remember <laughs> So it was really good for Kayla then. What about you, Mike? Uh, well, I've been starting off some uh, stuff on the smoker, some brisket, uh, doing a I Montreal see. smoked meat. Uh, that's going to be ready probably by Friday. And then, uh, yeah, a super mom is in town. She's actually upstairs, uh, uh, huddled <laughs> around her iPad around. watching. So that's kind of cool. She didn't want to come down here and be in the background. But, uh, oh, wow. Well, yeah. uh, Our loss. We'll teach her one day. But, on the other again, hand thursday we'll get to see her yeah but again no one cares about this part everyone just wants to get to the guest that, that's fair yeah that's great. okay all right let's get to the guest. All right. okay yeah. enough about us uh let's bring in our guest you know him well there's he's a two-time cfl all-star he is also a 2015 gray cup champion yeah, and you all know him better as the mayor of commonwealth it is one odell willis welcome odell to the show What's happening? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Edmonton fans. Welcome, Edmonton fans. All Eskimo and Elk fans. Welcome. <laughs> well, we're, we are so glad that we uh, got a chance to get you on the podcast. You, I, I'm telling you before the show, you should be the regular hype man uh, for the team because you're amazing on the field and you're also amazing <laughs> off of it. Um, but, uh, you know, we, have, we haven't seen you in a little while. What's, what's going on? What's new with you? Uh, well, um, recently I just opened a gym in Edmonton, 
for all athletes, you know, and if you want to be an athlete or you just want to get in shape, tone up, you know, whatever you want to do. I just opened up a gym on 9938, uh, 67F, uh, right central location in Edmonton, uh, Athletes Compound. So, yeah. hey, if you're looking, you're looking for athletic development, uh, come see me. I even got uh, a physiotherapist in there. Shout out to Pursuit of nice. Motion. Uh, I got a physio in there. Uh, so it's a one-stop shop. Come get your workout in and come get some recovery and some treatment. Either or, or you want to do both, come see me. Oh, that that is amazing. That is amazing. Uh, yeah. And and you're right. At 99th, that's it's actually not far from my office. That's perfect. I can I can make this work, Odell. I like yeah. outstanding. <laughs> Sign up. Well, uh, oh, I also forgot too. I got dry land hockey in there. So if you need any dry land training, you know I got a good group. MCN. Shout out to Matt Garman. Like I say, if you want to get some pucks up, let me some shots up. Hey. I'm looking for the next uh, uh, Connor McDavid. <laughs> nice. Outstanding, aren't we all? <laughs> we all are, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, before we get into the current team, uh, everybody's here because they want to talk about you and your playing days. So how did you get introduced to football as a young kid? Man, same way kids get introduced to hockey when they up here, you know. You know, kids start skating when they three years old, shooting, shooting slap shots. Hey, same way in the state, especially in Alabama where I'm from, from the south. So, you know, we was born. Soon we was able to walk, hit for basketball, football, baseball, figure it out. So, started when I was like four years old, um, down uh, in the pillar of our community, Vanity Fair. It's actually a place where they made panties and bras, but they had like a big old field behind it. <laughs> And, and uh, I mean, I guess they let us use the space. And like I say, uh, RIP, rest in peace to the guy that probably gave thousands of young kids an opportunity, uh, Benny Moss. You know what I'm saying? He was the first person that gave me a chance to play peewee football. My mom brought me down there, paid the 50 bucks. The rest is history. <laughs> Excellent uh, history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I just started down there when I was like four-year-old, you know, and I was bigger than most of the kids already at an early age, so people thought I was like six, so, you know, I'm four, sorry. <laughs> you know, old- then, go ahead. Oh, no, keep going, keep going. Yeah, and then, like I say, it's just, you know, where we're from is bread, so by the time you get to high school, you already know what to do. You just wait for your opportunity, so somebody get hurt, hate you got hurt, but... <laughs> you know, and then like I say, the rest, you know, could have went D one, but didn't have the grades. You know, didn't have the test scores. I was just, uh, I mean, just what it is. I was just there to play football and talk to my friends. Not really understanding you need grades to get in school as well. So that's why I ended up going D two to Division two school, University of West Georgia. Played four years there, and uh, let's see it. I mean, I was a two-time All-American, three-time All-Conference. Thought that was enough to get to the league. Clearly, it wasn't. So I'm like, huh, shit, what's next? Uh, <laughs> uh, didn't really do enough to have a degree at the time. Jobs weren't paying enough. So, you know, I went to the streets. Uh, that wasn't where I wanted to be at. Uh, I'm like, uh 
I don't like jail. <laughs> I end up going for like maybe four or five days and realize, yeah, I need to choose a new career path because I'm not even a big time guy and I'm spending time in jail. Like, uh, this is not worth it. This is not worth it. So, you know, I left that after the year and just decided to dedicate my, uh, I guess what you say, dedicate my life to football. So, because I didn't want to be one of the next, like, and where I'm from, we got, you know, the hometown heroes, the hometown legends. I didn't want to be another one of those. So it was like, you know, I'm going to give it all my can, give it all I can in football. And if it don't work, at least I can say, hey, I tried as, tried every way possible and it didn't work. Just so happened I got down to the last hope and uh, the guy, that's probably why I ride for him so hard now. The guy, Chris Jones, called me. He called me a day before actually called me a week before my birthday, like before Christmas, said, uh, we want to get you a workout. And I hung up on it because I I went through the rental league and did my thing, balled out. Uh, Eskimo fans, y'all remember Joe Sykes? Yeah. yeah. Me and Joe Sykes was on the same arena team. And I got noticed because Joe Sykes was defensive player of the year, and I came half the season and I almost caught him in sacks. Wow. So when they was looking at the film, it was like, well, who's this other guy flying off the end? So he gave Jones my number, and Jones called me and gave me a, a workout. And like I say, I was trying to go arena one. That's when arena one was popping then. Guys was making like 100000 200000 So I'm like, yes, this is what I'm finna do. And just so happened, I got a contract with the destroyers. Next thing you know, two weeks, no, a month later, the league folded. So I'm like, all right, I'm done with ball. So when he called me, I was just like, all right, whatever. And I just hung up on him. And he called me back. He was like, no, this is the real deal. Look it up. Check it out. So I'm like, and then he gave me a workout the day after my birthday. So I'm like, man, I'm going to be too hungover to go do a workout. <laughs> and my lady at the time, she was like, try it. It's the end of the year. Just finish the year out with a bang. If you make it, you make it. You don't, you don't. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's do it. So party. Birthday, drove up there, hung over. Because, you know, when you go to workouts, it's like you pay your $100 and it's like it's 300 people there. And you like, oh, my God, I'm going to be out all day. <laughs> and guys know this. But this particular workout, I get there, it's only like 60 guys. And I'm like, oh, shit. This might be a big deal. <laughs> Look out there yelling, John. Hey, line up. Weird. I'm like, man. I'm like, I ain't finna be able to do this because I already know I'm hungover. I go out there, he make me run by 740s. I'm like, man, I know you faster than that. You look good. I'm like, man, I can't run no 40. I'm slow. I'm quick, <laughs> but I'm slow. Like, after 15 yards, this is over with. So I go run my shuttle and my air drill. He's like, Damn, like you, you, you are quick, but you really ain't fast. I'm like, nah, <laughs> fifteen, that's it. And then we do one on one. And if you know, uh, if you've been to a Jones workout or practice, you're gonna do a million. So I was like, yeah, this is my time to shine. So I think we did one on one for about an hour. I didn't get blocked until like the end because I was started at the end. I started throwing up. It, we was. I didn't think we was going to do that many reps. I think we did about 40, 50 reps. I'm in there sweating alcohol up out of me. And I was like, no, I can't even go no more, Coach. I got to. And he just laughed. So I'm like, man. And 
He's like, man, give me your info. And two days later, he called me like, yeah, we want to give you a contract. I was like, man, are you serious? I hung up again. Like, <laughs> I want to make, I want to make sure this is real. So he called back. He's like, man, why you keep hanging up? On me? Like, okay. Just want to make sure this solid. And if they ain't know, 2009, uh, June, uh, June 3rd, first flight to uh, Calgary. What a story like that is uh, I can't the fact that you hung up on Jones like made me my stomach drop but also like very gleeful because I'm like dang you got balls because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was at the point I was just tired of I'm like man I didn't gave my all. I'm playing a rental ball for $200 a game and they taking taxes out the check. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? If you win, if you win, you get a fifty dollar bonus that's also taxed. So if you win, you get like two thirty-seven. If you oh. lose your check like one eighty-eight. I'm like, I'm eating CC's pizza every week and golden corral. Cause in the rental ball, you got like different sponsors that let the team eat their free. And I'm like, man, if I drive way over there, I ain't going to have gas for practice. So I'm like, I got to have gas for practice for the week with this check. I got to at least survive because I can't eat CC's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, wow. man, the struggle was real. Like, calling my folks, hey, can you see this money? They was like, ain't you playing ball? I'm like, it ain't what you think it is. <laughs> I had to send my brother the actual, like, back then, uh, you wasn't no screenshots. So I had to like send him the contract, like, bro, this is what I signed. And he was more like, man, what the hell are you doing sacrificing your life for crumb? I'm like, well, it's borderline crackhead prices. I'm like, hey, man. <laughs> if we get film, yeah. like, well, I hope the film worth it because $200. Because uh, the funny part was the first team I was with was the. AIFL, red, white, and blue ball. I was playing for the Huntington Heroes. And we didn't even get paid the first month and a half. We had the best team in the league. We was like 7 and 0. And I was just like, man, I can't do this, bro. Like, I'm on my last couple of dollars. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get home. So they came through with like one large payment to like make up. It was like 1500 bucks. I was like, you know, I'm going to take this 1500 and I'm gone. So I told the coach, and he was like, man, don't leave. I think you're telling no, Let me call a rental league. He didn't call a rental, too. He called the Peoria Pirates. Uh, Bruce Cadre, the head coach at the time. So he was like, hey, they want you. If you want to go, you're more than welcome. I'm like, say less. I'm gone. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's better than not getting paid. So I drove from Huntington, West Virginia to Peoria, Illinois, and – it was like the same. It was like vice versa. I'm getting paid, but now we're getting our ass whooped every week. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I could do this for $200. And then where we were staying was, oh, man, it was, oh, man, it was the worst. I had a hotel. The hotel was like a Hotel Six. And it was like pimps and hoes outside my window on the corner. So I'm like, yo, I hope they don't break in my car. I had my car parked like right in front of my room. So I could, like, it was the worst. So I told the coach, he moved me across the thing to the Holiday Inn Express. Nice hotel. But the catch was, you got to pay $80 a week. So oh, no. like, so I'm only making 180 because we suck. Like, so I got to get them $80 and have $100 for the week to survive. I'm finna hit them with some IOUs. Yeah. Wow. So, so it got to a point. I'm like, man, 
this is like the worst. I go from winning and not getting paid to getting paid and not winning. I'm like, I can't. So I'm like, you know what? I'm done. So we had a bye week and we played a team, Green Bay Blizzard. Played them. Uh, man, what's my guy? Bob Lancey. Bob Lancey, he, he rich dude. He on like the Taco Bells and some up there in uh, Green Bay. So he was like, hey man, you're a hell of a player. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, too bad y'all won't see me no more. He's like, what you talking about? I'm like, I quit this shit. I'm done. I'm going to go work. He's like, you sure you quit? I'm like, yes. So we go in the little bye week, and the coach, uh, the Bruce Cosby coach, said, hey, man, I heard you uh, wanted to get traded. I'm like, I don't want to get traded. No, I'm quitting. I ain't coming back. Like, I'm at home. My people I ain't coming back. So just so happy he had the coach from Green Bay on the phone at the same time. He's like, I told you, Bruce. And I'm like, what y'all got going on? <laughs> so he was like, yo, we're going to trade you to Green Bay because we think you got talent. We want to see you play. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to see you quit just because you're not winning. So the coach, Bruce Kyle, shout out to my guy. He traded me to Green Bay. And that's when I met Joe Sykes. And we was winning. I was making actually extra money. The coach like, I give you extra two hundred dollars game, so I went from two hundred a game to four hundred a game. So I'm wow. like, yeah, and I, got, and I got a new set of tires for driving from Alabama to Green Bay. So I'm like, cool. Just having that film led to somehow I got in Chris Jones' hands, and the rest Crazy. is history. Somebody get this man a movie. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I got right. <laughs> that's, why I, I, that's why when folks tell me they stories, I'm like, we all got one. The thing is, how much you willing, how, how far are you willing to go to, you know, chase your dream? Because at the end of the day, life is, to me, life is short. You know what I'm saying? I, you going to do it or you going to ain't. You going to procrastinate or what, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? If you say you love it like you say you love it, what are, what are the stints you willing to go to chase that? Amazing. Ooh, amazing. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Andrew, do you still want me to ask this question? Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, like you said, you came up to uh, to the CFL. Oh, and, you can and ask whatever you want to ask. This, <laughs> hey, this is uncut. Perfect. I love and, it. Well, we'll 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 sway a little into the CFL and just like your experience. But you, like you said, you came in two thousand nine, first to Calgary, Winnipeg, and then obviously to the best team. Uh, but what was the difference playing in the CFL as far as your other experiences went? Man, shit was just organized, like <laughs> <laughs> organized. I don't care how people say it, it was just organized. It was like oh, a brush of fresh fresh air. Like, man, I ain't gotta ask where the coaches at, where the trainers, where do I get my equipment? Do I even have equipment? Where we practicing at? Like it's like, oh, I know I'm gonna be here, here, here. I didn't care if we was good or bad. It was like, man. This is real football. I'm back outside. I'm not in a sardine can, flipping guys over a wall, catching balls off a net. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> okay, so, so you 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 come up. You you obviously you become the mayor of Swaggerville, and we we all know how that went. But you know that's Winnipeg, and this is an Elks show. So I'm going to talk about when you then came to Edmonton. Now, was it? Was it Chris Jones that brought you to Edmonton then? Is that no. your main reason to coming? Or what, what was your main draw for coming to Edmonton? The, the, the D-line at the time, because I was in Sass in 11, and I was like, ah, oh, man, this, we went, I think, 
We ended up winning like seven or eight games and ended up going to the playoffs. That was the uh, year Drew Tate threw that miracle-ass <laughs> pass in the first round to Remy Bryant uh, for the long thing and put us out the playoffs. I was like, oh, man, we did all this work. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, man. And me, I was always – I like – me, my personal, I like playing with good D-line. So when I seen it, uh, I'm looking at Evan like, man, they got a young Mundo Sewell at the time. They mm -hmm. had a young Ted Laurent. They had a young Marcus Howard. You know what I'm saying? They even had Sean Lemon. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I go over there. I ain't going to ever get double team. Like, <laughs> <laughs> ever. Like, so I go over there, and the crazy part about it, as soon as I leave, Saz win a ring the next year. I'm like, damn. <laughs> of course. I'm like, damn, but it was like, and we getting our ass whooped by and with with uh, first year starter Mike Riley. Yep. And it, that's when I that's when the, I tell folks like that's the that's when the legend of Mike Riley was born. Don't too many people know it, but that's when the legend of Michael Trigger Riley was born because we used to be getting our ass whooped. He threw like three or four picks, and he coming over there. Hey man, hey old I remember this man. Just look at the scoreboard. Remember, we gonna reverse this shit. I was like, man, get away from me, bro. You suck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, who is this? Who is this dude, man? He supposed to be that guy. He didn't throw. I'm like, man, and he's doing it every game though. Like, as right, much as I used to like brush him, I'm like, man, go on, that I don't want to hear shit, man. We lose about thirty four some points. You talking about some? We gonna change this. I don't want to hear that right now. Like we suck on defense, you suck on offense. Like I don't want to hear this. Like, but every game he will say it, and I be damn. Come fourteen, he's like, hey, look at the scoreboard. I'm like, oh, you know what I'm saying. Our only problem in fourteen was we was we was undisciplined. We went twelve and six, and we lost a lot of games because we was undisciplined. We gave up a lot of. We gave up. Probably almost 100 yards, the games we lost, and just penalties. So we knew. I was like, damn, this, this little white boy here might know something. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and in 15, it was like, hey, oh, we, hey, make sure we ain't doing nothing stupid. We we kicking ass, taking that. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm going to give you a chance because I, I kind of believe in what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So. And then I see how tough he is because, you know, he played in that final game with O-lineman cleats on because he had a broke foot and ankle. Like, who does this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we come out there, we go to Fort Mac. Why the hell we in Fort Mac? Anyway, I'm I'm glad I went on to play one game up there. That would be the first ever decision they have the CFL to make. Like, goodness, there's nothing in Fort Mac but that field. So we – we go out there and Cleon Lane blow his knee out. I'm like, yeah. oh. Like, we all on the sideline like, oh, shit, Mike, it's done, guys. Like, so then, you know, we got to depend on uh, Matt Nichols and uh, James Frank, Frank the Tank. And I'm like, man, they shaky. They shaky. You know what I'm saying? But those are the only games we lost with those guys. But hats off to those guys. They did what they could to hold it together because it was almost like a two-quarterback system. Mm -hmm. Patched this up until Mike come back. Like, they even got one of those machines you put around your waist, and it, like, takes pressure. You can control how much weight you run and walk on. They yeah. got one of them for Mike. That's when I knew it was real right. <laughs> Mike coming back. <laughs> Mike coming back. Yeah. <laughs> 
And just so have we weathered the storm, we, we only lost like four games while Mike was gone. And when he came back, it was like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, hey, Mike, hey, you the leader. Hey, I'm frontline soldier. Hey, you lead us, goddamn. I'm, I'm, I'm right behind you, frontline, like some Braveheart type. <laughs> you will never take our freedom. <laughs> I'm like, this boy Mike is I'm telling you, like you went ten in a row. Yeah. Ten yeah. in a row. And like I say, since he left, we ain't seen a quarterback like him. No fear. That's true. Absolutely. Bo Levi is a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. He'd have won a lot of games, but he's not tough. And there's no knock on him, no disrespect to him. I love Bo Levi. Like I say, he's a great quarterback. Plenty of battles with him, but he's just not tough. Mike Riley then took some of Took some hits. Like you could put together a highlight film or something to hit Mike and took and he get up. As <laughs> they know he woo touchdown. You like, damn. And you come in the next morning, whole shoulder purple, ribs blue. You like, damn, this white boy tough, man. That's why I'm like, that's why I always said he. During his time, he was the best quarterback in our league because he was good and he was durable. Now, we don't know who. We, all four of us might well take turn playing for quarterback for, for these teams. <laughs> Look hey, you go play for Saz. Katie, you go, <laughs> you go play for Ottawa. <laughs> and me and you will take the flip up with Elks. There we <laughs> Just saying, like. Yeah. Huh? Why did you no put me in Sask? Like of all places, <laughs> seriously, the wrong. Shade I'm just of saying, with the quarterback like, situation we got, we we better off taking on four teams. And hey, let's see what we can do because yeah. right now, what do we have in the CFL for quarterback? Not a lot. Not no. Right now, it is a it is a hard position to fill yep. at this moment. All I right. agree. Yeah, Ooh. and there is no Mike Riley's at this moment for sure. No, there are not. Um, yeah. So. Obviously, you came to Edmonton, you became an instant fan favorite here. Uh, I mean, the message boards were sort of jumping when you finally came over because, God, we hated playing against you when you were in Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. And, and when you finally came, it's like, thank God, now we're not playing against Odell. Uh, so you became the mayor of Commonwealth. Uh, like you said, you took that team with everyone else there to the Grey Cup. What was it like? What was the feeling when you realized that you guys had won the first cup in 2015? Man, for me, I was just, it was relief. For, I know for me, personally, because I went in 11 and the confetti, the wrong color confetti would hit me. And I was just like, damn, man. Like, I done lost a lot of games, but, you know, you don't, you don't realize until you, like, that buzzer hit zero, zero. Like, damn, this it. Like, we just lost the biggest game on the stage. And then you get to see how many folks it was. And for me, I was just like, yo, this. I got to get back. And then you had guys like Doug Brown, who had been in the league forever, three great cups, having one one. You got guys like Milt Stiegel. And I'm like, man, I can't be one of these guys. No disrespect to him, but I cannot be like, how can you call yourself, uh, how can you be legendary with no ring? Almost like the debate that Shaq and Kenny them be messing with with Charles. Charles Barkley, you're a great player. MVP, no ring. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like when you pick a receiver, who you pick, G-Roy or Milk? Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, man, for me, the whole week, I'm like, guys, I mean, I don't care what you really do. Keep your routine the same, man. You know what I'm saying? I'd have been on the other side. Hey, it's okay. We, It's okay. I know it's going to be a lot of partying. Hey, it's okay. Be disciplined for a week. And guess what? We'll party forever. And the guys bought into it. I mean, you know, guys party a little bit. But me, I told the guys who ain't playing on practice, go party. Because I want to hear all the stories. I want to see all the videos that people don't post to see. I want to see all that. That's that's it. That's y'all job for the week to entertain the guys who playing. <laughs> that's that's y'all job. You know what I'm saying? Whatever y'all do, we want to hear about it because we know what time it was. And like I said, once we won it, hey, we parted off. Man, I didn't sleep until Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I missed. It. I was supposed to go to the hockey game. I'm, I'm still mad about that. I wanted to go to the hockey game and walk out on the ice, but I sat on the couch, got dressed. I'm like, okay, we got like an hour before we have to be there, and I fell asleep in the clothes I was dressed in. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I was like, damn. That's just probably some good parties in there. I would think. Man, it was epic. I'm talking about God. Man, it was <laughs> epic, right? <laughs> Man, I don't see why. If you, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say this for everybody. If you don't drink out the gray cup when it's presented, don't drink out of it after that. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> you don't drink out of it the night is warm and to go around in the locker room. Don't drink out of it. <laughs> <Don't drink. laughs> it's a pro tip. Uh, pro, yep, exactly. Oh man, <laughs> going back to the West Final though, I you have immortalized yeah. that moment in history when you led the way it was like Section H or something like that. When you led the guys up into the fans after you won, like I remember, I was on the other side and I remember clear as day you going up and just high-fiving the fans. I was just like, I think that was one of the best moments that a lot of fans bring up in recent history was that. It was so amazing to, to watch. Like, you could feel how much you guys wanted this. Man, that, that was probably, like, one of the highlights of my career, too. Like, because, I mean, that whole year was special, but just that momentum we was building, we knew we was going to beat Calgary. Like, it, it was to the point, if y'all go, if they had a copy to go look at that game, i say around about the third quarter. It was to the point, we weren't even looking at Coach John. We knew what we, we knew what to call Coach, man. Just, if they do something different, let us know and we'll call. Like, we knew what to call. He'd be out there, hey, eyes, eyes. And we'd be like, we'll give him the signal. He'll just, he'll put a smirk on his face because he was like, yeah, these boys are locked in. Like, he didn't have to call. He just had to sit there. With his hands on his knees, if he sees something, <laughs> he'll come out there and make the adjustment. Until we were so comfortable and we knew we was going to win that game to the point where we started letting them come back. If y'all know, towards the end, they got a couple cheap touchdowns because we knew what they was going to do. Like every, We knew what they was going to do to the point where guys like, all right, we up. Let me go. I know he's going to go ahead. Let me go make a play. 
And it was like, hey, you leaving this open. You know what I'm saying? Even though you know he gonna throw it here, you leaving this open. This is a touchdown. So, you know what I'm saying? We slacked up a look. Well, we didn't slack up. It was just guys trying to make a play because we knew we was gonna win. But man, just that end of the day, like I said, I told you, I said, man, we win, we're going, I'm going in the stands. You can go with me or without me. <laughs> but when that clock hit zero, I'm going to the stands. Forget that field. And man, just going in the stands and just seeing the fans' faces and having that feeling like it was almost like a relief for the fans saying that, yo, we the city of champions. This is where we belong. And we finally going back to a great cup, man. Just to go up, then go all the way across, come back down. I actually went to the other side, but they was like, hey, we got to do the trophy. I was going to go up the other side. But they they stopped me before I got up there. So I, whoever had the big flag, I just stood with them and took a few pictures with the big flag, and then went on up to the trophy thing. So that was a, that was an epic night, yeah. We were, we were about thirty five, forty thousand deep that night. Forty, yeah. It was the mm-hmm. last time we had that many, and and the the I can't imagine what the electricity was for you guys even on the field because I, I that's the one thing that I talk about. If you want to talk about a moment as a fan in the stands, just the the noise and the and the electricity in the crowd was was unbelievable. Man, that 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 shit was amazing. Like, like I say, and and that's the only thing I'm disappointed with it this year because it's like the fans, the fans, the fans love the team regardless. And like I said, the last game we had for you still had like twenty five some thousand fans in the stands, still believing after we oh sitting up here with a goose egg. It shows you the love we still have for the team, man. You, it's just a matter of time before we start winning, and that that you just got to get that snowball effect going. Once you get it going, I mean, like I say, it's hard to stop. Uh, we so used to winning that that's all our that we just been spoiled with winning. So two bad seasons in a row, it's like ah, oh, no, we need change. change. Like, hey, everything don't change overnight. Sometimes. Yeah. It, takes two nights sometimes it may take a week but just give it patience don't always as soon as it's bad oh we changing we changing we changing well we didn't change how many times in the last three four years what have they got us exactly let's just ride it out now year three i think i mean personally i was saying year three anyway because of the business side of it right mm-hmm. Both just like, oh, we got this, 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 we're going to go win. Yeah, on field product, yeah, that matters too. But a lot of it is the business side, especially when you got coaches playing, coaching for peanuts. Like, folks don't don't realize that. Like, and what other person you're going to find that could do what Jones do? Folks think he ain't doing a good job, but who else are you going to find as a head coach, GM, and a DC? That's three positions. Yep. So yep. you could we could we hire three people for those positions, or even two? You know what I'm saying? Yep. So people don't look at all that like you know what I'm saying. It's 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 levels to this. You know what I'm saying? Like so we we doing the best we can with what we got. And like I said, me, I'm gonna ride with them to the wheels fall off, and then still when the wheels fall off, shit, how how far we gotta walk? <laughs> I I love that. I love that line. That that is amazing. Um, well, I think what, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kayla. I know. Uh, I I think what's so different to the camaraderie and like you guys were essentially a brotherhood, and you, we could feel it as fans. Just that the team came together in unity, basically, and especially 
with you, Nadarius, I think you guys were pretty close, but do you still keep in contact with some of the guys from that team? Oh, yeah, man. Jeez. Look, actually, me and King, are, me and Ryan King stay in the same duplex. Uh, oh. Yeah, me and King, Eddie Steele, Grant Shaw, we, we go golfing probably about <laughs> three, four times a month. Uh, wow. Like I said, Darius down in the uh, he in the states. Uh, Shamad, uh, gonna be having me actually in the gym with uh, receivers and you know what I'm saying, getting them developed because that's one thing I wanted to bring to my gym. Like I don't want to be just no any gym with any trainers in it because I can get a gym and all y'all are certified and we can all say yeah, we in the gym, we train. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of gyms doing. Like yeah, I do football training. Just because you got a gym and just because you certified doesn't make you a football trainer. The last time you played was high school and maybe one year of college ball or youth sports, but you haven't really, you know what I'm saying? So, no. So, the aspect of my gym is, hey, you play receiver, guess what? I'm going to offer you in-season training, off-season training, as well as film breakdown, film study on yourself. And you're going to get this from Guys like Shamad, Adarius, you know what I'm saying? Guys like that that have seen it that can tell you not from a Jimmy and a Joe just because he's certified and he's been doing football training for three years. These guys have been playing football all their life. Yeah. And I tell, I tell parents, do you want a doctor who got a degree or do you want a doctor with a degree and a couple surgeries on his belt that know what he's doing? <laughs> Fair. They they both yep. certified. Don't get me yep. wrong. They both certified. But do you want experience or do you just want a doctor? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'd rather the one that has a little practice. Yeah. A little bit. There you go. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I might know a thing or two about that. Um, let's, uh, uh, Mike, let's let's get through a few of these fan questions. I've seen that there there's a few piling up and I know Abel yeah. is anxious to answer them. So let's uh, let's talk about let's do a few of those and then we'll uh, we'll get into the game recap here. You betcha. I'm just sort of scrolling back, taking these a little out of order. Uh, Paul Reckner is asking, thinking back to Swaggerville, Odell, what's the <laughs> biggest thing you now know that you wished you knew then? How to be a better business, man. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, hey, Swaggerville, me personally, they didn't want two great cups. We could have made some money off that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a crazy story about that situation, too. Like, we started selling t shirts out our trunk, like, like we selling drugs or something. Like, hey, selling them at the ticket booth, $25 t shirts. So they'll buy a ticket and it'll be like, hey, these the best players on which I got going. So they were selling t we selling t-shirts, $25 out the back of our trunk. To the point where folks will buy a ticket, buy a t-shirt, then they'll walk to the bomber store and be like, hey, do y'all got any more of these t-shirts? We were selling so many t-shirts, the people from the store would come out after practice and walk to the ticket booth and be like, hey, what y'all doing over here selling shirts? Like we was it got to the point where folks were like, cause we were selling folks would go to the but I'm just gonna be like, hey, y'all got any more Swagville shirts? Like, and they were like, no, we ain't selling them. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, yes, you are just outside over there. <laughs> <laughs> We came and got these shirts. Like my friend got a white one. I want to see if I can get a blue and black one. So we we came up with this ourselves. We just used Winnipeg colors. So they were crazy. <laughs> so it came to a point. It was like uh, y'all don't need to be selling shirts. Let us sell it. Let us sell the stuff for y'all. <laughs> All right, cool. We don't know no better. So now we got Swagville in the store. Swagville started selling so much stuff that. Winnipeg start whatever kind of t-shirt we make, they will make one that is excellent. Right. <laughs> to ask them, 2011, I don't care what they say. I hope somebody, uh, I wish somebody could verify. I know for a fact I put it on my kid. 2011, they set a record in their store. They sold like $85,000 worth of merch and 40% of it was Swaggerville stuff. Woo! <laughs> Not a surprise. That's why I was, that's why I said we. I wish we would. I was a better businessman. And right before breast cancer and all the pink stuff, when we was in the lunch, Swagville pink stuff, we kind of split split way. Yeah. So that's kind of how the Swagville merch kind of like just died out. But yeah, I wish I was a better businessman. Wow, that's fair. That is awesome. Let's get another one in here. Uh, let's see. Uh, so kind of similar questions, one from Ken, one from Coach Vic. Uh, they both want to know what uh, what you were like before you were a pro. Uh, Ken's wondering what position did you first play in Pee Wee. Coach Vic is like, what were you like in high school? Did you have that same kind of confidence, that same kind of swagger? Man, i always been confident because where we from, you got to be confident. Uh, you're going to get eight alive. Uh, <clears throat> I started out playing quarterback, running back, mostly quarterback. And then once I got uh, – to like the midget going to my junior year, they switched me to running back because actually my guy who came up here from Tuskegee that um, that offered two kids, he was my uh, he was my quarterback. So it was like we grew up together in the the football world all the way to high school because once I got to high school, <laughs> I went from running back to linebacker my uh, my freshman year, and after that, you know, so I wouldn't get no playing time. So I like coach man, I need to play somewhere. And our center got hurt my 10th grade year. I was like, because I played. So I played center and linebacker 10th <laughs> 12th grade year. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's why you were the backup long snapper. No, actually, the crazy <laughs> thing about that, my cousin, my cousin, shout out to my cousin, uh, Kendra Willis. He was supposed to be in the league for a long snapper. Like he went to Morris Brown. He could snap one hand, two hand. One of the best, one of the best to this dad seen do it. And he was like, he taught me in high school, like, hey, bro, you can go to the league doing it. Like, and of course, he knows that he had made his mistake, so he didn't want to see me make the same mistake. So he was like, add this to your repertoire, and I promise you. So I'm just like, you know, I started it doing it for shits and giggles, and I actually got good at it. So I'm like, you know, why not? You know what I'm saying? The more you can do, the more you stay on the field. And when I got to college, that's what I started doing. They was like, ah, right, yeah, yeah, because the guy they had was some just big, slow white boy, and he just snapped. He was good. Don't get me wrong. He was good, but he was just, like, slow, like <laughs> molasses. And I could snap it, and I could – Almost get down there before the return to catch the ball. So the coach is like, "You could be a gunner from the snapper position." And they, I'm like, "Man, I don't know what none of that means. I just want to make sure I get the ball to the punter and go make the play." 
And it got me on the field my freshman year. So I was like, hey, why not? So that's what I'm like, dang. And as I was thinking, that's the only reason I kept doing it. I'm like, my cousin told me this would get me on the field. Like, so I was like, you know what? When I got to college, I just made sure I stayed good at it. So when the time come, like, I could always be like, yeah, I rush past, but I can long snap too. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I ended up doing it up here. <laughs> that's awesome. Amazing. Wow. Uh, is there one more in there, Mike? And then we'll uh, we'll go to the yeah, absolutely. So this is from Leanne. Uh, she's got a two part question. What is your favorite and your least favorite thing about the Canadian Football League? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or what would you change if you could? I'll move the hashes back in. Okay. And I would add, I would, add, I would move the hashes in. I would add five seconds to the play clock. Uh, those are the main two right now because, like I say, when you, I mean, when you move the hashes back out, now you got to think that field goal is from you kicking from outside the hash in the hash. When you on the hashes, why do you think field goals have went up in the CFL? Right. As soon as we get down there, we're going to kick a field goal. We're right there, hash, hash. But when you outside that hash, that's in the kicker. That's a different situation. Mm. Play mm -hmm. clock. When the play clock is 20, you get a guy like Jones or Thorpe who know how to really like disguise their defense. So if you get to play in later, so the quarterback ain't got time to adjust. So he's saying zero. You just got a hot, hot throw compared to you had maybe five, six seconds to it. When that defense showed, now the quarterback got time to adjust, read. You give a CFL offense time to adjust and read, I guarantee the score go up. Hmm. Okay. That's amazing. That, you see that's, what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, quarterbacks don't have time. They call a play. If they don't get it out the huddle, they ain't got time to. And that is time count violation. <laughs> <laughs> but you give them time. Now, quarterback, okay, okay. They may be bringing hot. They got time to process it and not just put. You know what I'm saying? So those are my two least favorite things that I would, you know, change back because they didn't need to change the hashes. You know what I'm saying? But I would extend the time clock just to get the quarterbacks a little more time to read defense because I feel like, especially with the quarterbacks we have now, no disrespect to them. They're doing a great job. It is what it is. But I feel like if they had more time to read the defense instead of that quick 20-second play clock, you know, we'll have a little, we'll have a better chance to get better offenses in the league because I thought the scoring was supposed to go up with these rule changes. That's fair. That's fair. What was your favorite part of the league, though? My favorite part of the league is to just uh, the game is never done. Like, this last <laughs> Great Cup was probably the best CFL game I've seen in the last, I don't know how many years. Like, because uh, me, uh, me and Chris Edwards, we in a group chat. Actually, it's a Madden group chat because we we gamers. <laughs> and, uh, and so the guys, I'm telling you, so as they looking, they asking me, like, hey, man, what's going on? So three minutes hit. I think it was like right under three minutes. And Enoch got the pick. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the chat going crazy, like, ball game, ball game. C.A. just got a ring. I was like, nah, it's far from over. They're like, man, what you mean? This, this game is over. I'm like, bro. It's going to be about two, three more possessions. It was like, how? It's only like two-something minutes left to go. I'm like, 
just watched the game. And it was like every time something happened, they were like, why the clock keeps stopping? Like, and I'm like, y'all, just get on the Zoom. So I can't text all this at the same time. There's so many people. It's so much to this that I gotta tell y'all. And they was like, man. Then it got to the end. It was like, man, I thought Korea, uh Seattle was gonna have a ring. They finna kick a field goal and, and win. I was like, that thing know it's blocked. That thing know the whole chat. <laughs> <laughs> They was like, man, why the NFL don't have these rules? I'm like, it's too much money, you know, the game. To me, the game. But I think it the, the NFL had the CFL rules, at least the last three-minute rule. Mm-hmm. It'd be better. You know, the NFL game, depending on the score, with like five, six minutes left to go, you know it's over with. Time yeah. to watch the next game. Yep. CFL, Man, I ain't, no. I ain't changing the game unless it's about 20 seconds on the clock, and it depending on the situation then. Because, like I said, who what the game you just played? The uh, Sass and Calgary game. Yeah, it? yeah. Like, the game is not over. Like, all we need to do is just get a field goal right, and it's a possibility. So, yeah. NFL, two men and one. If you ain't got but two timeouts, I can take three knees, ball game, two minutes yeah. off the clock, gone. Yeah, can't do that in the CFL. That's that's like one of my favorite parts of the CFL. You're never out of a game. Yeah, no way to save. That's very Perfect. true. That's very true. Um, all right. Well, let's get into a little bit of the recent team. Um, uh, we know the Elks last game. Yeah, uh, you know what? that is. That is perfect, Odell. <laughs> that is the best explanation of this team. Um, <laughs> 27 nothing to the Lions. Um, Elks, uh, I mean, I mean, we all know how it went. Elks didn't score any points, That much like they didn't when they were in BC. They didn't get any red zone trips. Um, Odell, you, you already talked about the cup, though. I'm sorry, bro. What's that? Every time she takes a sip of that cup, it's like the best juice she didn't ever drink. It's like, it's, it's like <laughs> she shake her head like her eyes rolling her head. Every sip, like that's because it ain't juice. Hey, I could tell, like that's a pure stress reliever you drank now. Good pants. This season is a big contributor to that. Hey, hey, yeah. I feel the same way when I'm watching the game myself, front row seat. Like, my bad, brother, but keep going. Like, uh, okay, so no, it, it's it's all good. I, you, you already talked a bit about it, and I know you've been very active on social media with the process with Chris Jones. Um, what, what what do you see when you see the team right now, and kind of, like, do you? Do you see it moving to like forward in the process, or, or what? What do you see? Oh, it's, it's moving forward slower than we want, but it's moving because, yeah. like I say, our defense—they starting to play well. It just you can't be on the field thirty minutes. Can't be yeah. on the field for I don't care who you. Even when we was good, we was on the field more than six plays. I'm looking right now like JC. Hey, hey, we need to get off the field. I'm getting tired. <laughs> Straight up, so like, fifteen yards. That's all I got. Hey, exactly. <laughs> with, two yards. Uh, with two downs, you got thirty yards with me, and we need to go be getting them off the field. So, is <laughs> is progress? Because, like I said, our defense with the way our defense playing, if our offense could get them help, I mean, we would be in a lot more games instead of just 
Oh man, hoping for what the offense gonna do, and it, and you can kind of tell it like once we get down by two possessions, you can you can see the vibe like oh mm-hmm. shit, we ain't gonna score no points. So you know what I'm saying, but it's good that we fight at least until we you know what I'm saying at least giving our uh, offense a chance because I mean if we want to give the offense a chance, it'd be a different story. Even though like I said, we ain't playing the best on defense, we are playing way better than we than what we was. So. Like I said, hopefully with this uh, OC switch, like I said, man, I love McAdoo to death, but hopefully with the OC switch, you know what I'm saying, Jerry's being a former quarterback, you know what I'm saying, open it up. Uh, I'm not sure what Trey Ford going to do. Um, just looking from, you know, the games you play, he's an exciting guy. Mm-hmm. But exciting don't win ball games. Right, <laughs> that's fair. You know, he, hey, don't get me wrong. He's fast. He's an athlete. You know, let's hope he protect himself while he's out there. But excited, don't put no points on the board. You know, so. But at the end of the day, I'm hoping he brings something that an uh, element that we need. That you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it light a fire up under the uh, offense. Like, okay, we got a new quarterback, new chain. You know, new results because you know for the last couple of weeks we just, uh, I guess, what, what is it, insanity? Yeah, you know, uh, the same the definition of insanity. Going, yep. Yeah, going the same thing, hoping we get different results, and no disrespect to the guy, it just wasn't working. Like, no, and, and, and you, I think, I I think Taylor, like to be fair to Taylor, uh, he it it's not the it wasn't the best system for him, and I think that when he was struggling and keep having him keep going out there, it, it, it just almost compounds it for him. You'd think it would make it worse. Like, do you think, or am I wrong? I mean, I mean, you know, sometimes you got to let, let your quarterback work through it because I mean, if you always pull him out when, when things get tough, I mean, how's that happening? He got to weather the storm. Uh, prime example, 2015, when Mike came back, we go to Hamilton. Mike throw for 75 yards. Yeah. Like a pick, a touchdown, and we still win the game. You know what I'm saying? He had to weather the storm. Like, Mike would come over there and tell us, like, hey, man, give me the ball back. You know what I'm saying? I need another, like, because, you know, in Hamilton, you're playing with that win, so you only got really two quarters to throw the ball. <laughs> and Mike was really – Mike had receiver, D-Walk, ADB open, but he threw it. The win just – take it away. And we could see the frustration on Mike, but as a defense, you know, we would lock in. Mean Arthur Dex now, JC, like, hey, man, let's keep giving him the ball back as many times as he needed because he needed to get his confidence. We could see the win messing with him right now, so let's get him the ball back as many times so he could either get adjusted to this win or the offense could get in the rhythm and we could score. You know what I'm saying? So, but then, then again, it's like, Insanity because it's like, man, all right, at the end of the day, we letting you trying to play through this, but you got to have pride yourself as a man. Like, you got guys open, you throwing the ball in the dirt, you throwing the ball straight to the other defender. Like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I mean, you know, I was a fan of him. Like, okay, big, tall quarterback to see. You know what I'm saying? Nice on, but it was just like, Look like my little girl threw the ball sometimes. Like, who are you throwing to? 
it does make it harder. Yes. Right. I, I, yeah. It don't make it no easier that he's playing the, the position that's going to take all the heat is correct. Head coach, quarterback, rest of the team, depending on who, what you gave up. If there's a lot of rushing yard, D line. Yeah. There's a lot of passenger, DB. Give up a lot of sacks, O line. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, lo yeah. you lose the game, head coach quarterback. Yeah. That's just how it go. And if you ain't playing up the park, guess what? We looking at your spot first. And really, we looking at it in the CFL because it's an offensive league. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're in an offensive league, especially a uh, very offensive league in the CFL. You can't, you can't score one point. Just kick the ball in the back through the end zone, please. Just get the goose egg <laughs> off the board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Just line up and hammer it through the end zone. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. To get goose egg twice in a season for yeah. the same team, you got to have some type of pride. Like folks say, coaches and all that. But at the end of the day, I know they scheme. It's like we have the better athletes. You have to take pride upon yourself. And be like I'm gonna kick the guy ass in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, got to mean something about the name on the back of your jersey before I do it at the front. Yeah. Like I say, guys built different. You know what I'm saying? Just the situation we're in right now. You know, some you got half guys playing with pride, half ain't on top of everything. So it's just a big snowball right now. So, like I say, I I, I totally believe in the coaching staff and the and the players on the team that we're gonna get through. It. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to take the good with the bad. I'm not finna just sit here and be like, oh, they did this, they that. Oh, because at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. Show me yeah. a perfect person and I'll lick the ground. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Nobody perfect. So what if somebody was at your job? Oh, we need to get rid of him. He's not doing like, how would you feel? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, sweep around your own point before you go just sweeping, especially if you ain't played the game or no. If you just sitting there watching TV, making judgments and not really just digging down and knowing the inside and out. Keep your opinions and your comments to yourself because at the end of the day, I promise you, if somebody was at your job doing you the same way you're doing them, you'd be sitting up there. I mean, yes, it's based off performance, but if somebody ain't performing, don't mean you get rid of You figure out why they perform. Figure out how you can help them perform better. And if they don't even take it up on their own to get better, that's when you like, all right, we got to part our way. But just because somebody ain't performing, that doesn't mean you just going straight to the curb. Like, who does that? Yeah. Yeah. You know no. what I'm like, yes, like, and again, it's a performance based job. Mm -hmm. But everybody performs different for certain people. Like, it's just how it is. And you, like I say, another person trash is another person treasure. Yep, 100%. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I say, when he came, I already knew it was going to be at least a three-year process, especially with the things I knew. So I'm like, I was just hoping the fans, you know what I'm saying, continue to stick stick with us and, you know, ride this out. Because at, at the end of the day, <clears throat> when we start winning again, I'm going to go find them same fans. Yes. You keep that same energy you had when you <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? It's okay to throw a bag on your head. You know what I'm saying? You just embarrassed your team. But the 
Oh, get rid of him. I don't want my season tickets no more. We we not. We don't. All right. Just know when we start winning again, don't come with them season tickets. No. All that, keep all that energy you had. You know what I'm saying? 2013 to 2014. Correct. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. We, uh, we was trash. We was trash. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah. Come back. You come back stronger with both friends. We should go to the Eskimo game. Oh, I thought we was trash. Yeah. I we was trash. But we win. Oh, we city of champions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I bought my season tickets after that 2013 season. I am, right. I am happy to say that I have been at most of the games through every thick or thin. Yeah. No matter how it goes. And yeah, I swear I've been at all the ones these past two years. And I yeah. just sit there and just... Yeah. <laughs> stay to the end, too. All right, stay to the end. Yep. That boy's up. You know what I'm saying? I don't stay for the end of the speech, though. Yeah, that speech be heat. Yeah. That energy, man. I be feeling bad for my guys, man. They be, in the, they be sad looking. I just be like, damn, bruh. Good game, good game. I see Jones get ready to walk in the eye. I'm gone. I want to hear that speech. That's yeah. That might not go to a play. So, you know. So I'm going to ride it out with my guys to the to the end, man, regardless of what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it, looks like your, uh, it looks like your daughter shaved some sprinkles for us. I know, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> All glittery. Trust you know me, I can, I can tell you, glitter stays forever. Thanks, Kayla. Um, yeah, exactly. probably in this carpet here. You haven't even been in this room. Um, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, I keep. Yeah, no worries. So, uh, put on your your coaching or your GM Odell hat on now. So, if you were given that position, what would you focus on? Uh, right now, I just focus on a, a group to ride out with. Uh, the rest of the season. Like, we'd have made enough changes. Like I said, this is all my opinion. We'd have made enough changes. Let's find a group, let them gel, ride it out to the end of the year, and hopefully, you know, get hot at the end of the year and take it into the next year. Because at the end of the day, right now, just we just need to find a core. Like, when I was here when we played, we always had, like, a core group of guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was me, Mondo, JC, Marcus Howard, you know what I'm saying? Young Aaron Grimes, you know, Pat Watkins. That was defensive. Then, you know, offense, you had Michael Riley, you had Darius, you had guys like uh, uh, Matt O'Donnell, hmm, you know what I'm saying? Kevin McCarty, you know, Grant Shaw. Like, we was a core. So it was like, if some, if some shit wasn't going right, we going to handle it before coach got to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bro, this is what we doing. Like, we like fourteen. Like, we don't think we had that many changes from fourteen to fifteen. If you look Not at, too it, many. you know, what I'm saying we had a few changes, but like we had a core group of guys that, hey, the coaches could lean on to make sure the team was always on point, make sure the team was ready to play. So, I think this once we find our core group of guys and say this is what we ride with, build a group of guys around it and see can we get some momentum. To finish this year off strong, I don't care if we win two or three games. There's just something to finish that momentum off strong to go into the next year. Because in 13, when we won our last game in SAS, we thought that that was our great cup. 
Yeah. That's our great cup. We're going to win this game and take this energy into 14 because you don't want to lose that last game and you're not going to the playoff. It's like the longest offseason ever. So we took that game in 13. It was like, this is our great cup and brought that energy and same, you know, want to back in 14. And it was like, all right, we know how to win, but let's just, let's try to control the district. But. Like I said, it's just a process, man. Like I said, we still went to the finals in 14, even with all them discipline problems. Came back 15, like I said, same group of core guys. Hey, we ain't letting this shit slide this year. You doing penalties? Hey, you got to be accountable. <clears throat> you got to hold you accountable to that. You killing us. You you the, you the guy. Don't be that guy. That was the thing. Don't be that guy. You see what I'm saying? So we went from like 12 penalties to like maybe five. Yeah, that's a big. huge difference. Yeah, you know what I'm saying and that's a huge difference. It was to the point where we knew what referees was coming. It was refereeing the game, and we knew what percentage of penalties they call. Okay, he called a lot of holding. He called a lot of PIs. He called a lot of illegal. Cut. That's just how we we had the referees broke down like the, like the actual players. The team <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, like seriously, and. Like I said, that was just how much detail we was. And like I said, it was the process. It was the same group of guys almost from 13, almost down there to 17. Because I felt like we were supposed to win in 16 and 17, too. Just a few wrong calls and a few mistakes. And we could have been back to back a three times, you know what I'm saying? Great cut channel. So, you know, shout out to Ed Herbert, too, for, you know, building that team and putting it together the way he did. You know what I'm saying? I hated the way. They let him depart, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of that, I felt like if he had still been around, we would have found a way to win a, you know, another great cup. Because, like I say, he was the one that, like, showed me a lot of ins and out, like, yo, you got to be a continuity. Uh, and he was just talking about the 05, 07 teams they had, even though 16, when they, when they wanted, how they just had their core group of guys. And it was like, when you come in, you know the Eskimo way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, you come in, you know the Eskimo way, like, you ain't even got to ask nobody. You could just sit around and see how, hey, it's a pecking order. This is how we do things around here. Like, you know what I'm saying? The little short guy suddenly came in and just took a Rolls Royce and just went mud riding in it. <laughs> 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 you know uh, you know what I'm saying? We ain't been right since we changed the logo and got rid of Dwayne, man. Like, we ain't been right since. Like, we've been crumbling there since, and we just trying to build. Like, you know, but those those things like that, you know, goes a long way. Because, like I say, once an Eskimo, always Eskimo. That means something. That that brothers are nasty Eskimos. That that <laughs> means brotherhood and that that means something. Yep. Now, I don't even think they even know. I don't even think half of them guys know what bone is. And me personally, I wouldn't even want to bring it back because it wouldn't even mean the same. Yeah. Nasty elks. Okay. Now, nasty elks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they need. They need you to go in and just be like, "Hey, this is how it goes." Maybe. maybe yeah. No. I just want to help out where I can. Wherever they need me to help out at, that's it. Because at the end of the day, they gonna do, do their thing. I just want to support in whatever way. Support the, the, the guys that's playing and the coaches. All the other stuff. I just 
They want me to go do it, I do it. They want me to drive a little truck around that they go down. Yes, please. I do it. <laughs> no. I, I just want to see that now. Sorry, Kayla. Hey, I've been wanting to do it for a minute. Like, man, let me drive this joint around here. I get <laughs> pumped up. <laughs> Somebody start a, a petition. With a few gobble, gobble, gobbles, you know yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna. Ask. Yeah, people asking in the chat yeah. about that. Oh yeah. yeah, gotta yeah, gotta do that. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so we have obviously like we're ride or die fans. We're we're not going anywhere. But I mean, there the hope is a very small ember at the moment. But there's got to be some positives that you see that the majority of us don't. What are they? What What are some positives you see in this team? Like I say, they 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 playing harder. Like they actually believe it. Like even though, like I say, it not, might not be the you know situation for a lot of players, they still believe in themselves and they playing hard. Like. It just once the score gets, you know what I'm saying, one or two scores, you can kind of see the, oh, damn. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I just feel like, with, you know what I'm saying, the Trey Ford move, you know what I'm saying, and the OC move, I feel like there's there to give the guys a little more boost, a little more confidence. Like, all right, this, we, we doing something new finally. You know what I'm saying? Let's go out here and see if it's going to work. And my only scary thing about, about this whole situation, if – the OC or the play calling or the QB situation, if it's still the same or is it if or if it gets worse, that's my only fear. Yeah. If it gets yeah. worse, then it's like, oh shit, like, like I thought this was gonna at least give us a little bit of life, you know what I'm saying? But but other than that, that's my only fear. But I I'm more confident about. I'm more I'm more confident about the guys having more confidence and ready to play this week compared to them not failing and things. So I, I feel very confident that we'll see a change in our in our guys coming this Thursday. Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, uh, well, a couple of things I just wanted to talk about really quickly. Uh, there was a release this week, uh, Mario Villamazar, um, which of Ooh. course is because the return of Tanner Green. Uh, he was back on the field and, and uh, looked great in practice on uh, Sunday and Monday. Uh, and also returning from injuries this week, Ed Gainey back into the secondary and Manny Arsenault. And they were both playing uh, with the ones at practice. So that is uh, nice to get some veteran leadership back um, and some guys that uh, can help balance. Uh, I know I was talking with Dave Campbell after, and it looks like Purifoy on one side and Ganey on the other, as far as, you know, kind of being able to give some veteran leadership on both sides. Uh, I think that definitely helps the, uh, the secondary. So um exciting that that is happening before we get into this thursday game um now before we set up the game for this week mike do you want to do a little uh um hoard and tell because i think you have something that our guest might appreciate i got a couple of things here actually i had to uh, go grab one just a second ago um one thing uh, i always love to do is there's people that'll make custom figurines because there's no oh, cfl yeah. figures anywhere uh, i own one and i've only ever got one I thought this is kind of a nice one here. It is a nice one. That's so awesome. <laughs> oh, man. There's only one real thing wrong with it. 
and uh, I'm sure you've probably spotted it more than anybody else. It's those shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be Jordan, bro. I was gonna say definitely <laughs> the guy that made it definitely got it wrong, but I mean, absolutely a killer attention to detail Man, yes, for that yes. 2015. See, yeah, that's man. that's in those, those. That's in that for first sure. 15 when he's got all the power. That's right yep, there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not at the 30. Yeah, oh, not, for yeah. Sure. And I got yeah, one yeah. more thing in my collection here, and uh, this is my son's favorite thing. Um, my Odell is the reason my son loves football. Uh, just came to an event while you were still with the team playing. Uh, you picked him up, threw him into the air, and after that, he wouldn't stop talking about football and Odell Willis. So <laughs> I've got you to thank for it. And this little beauty is in my collection. Oh, still got the yes. visor on it. And if we can see it at the top, there yep. we go. And there's yes, MOC. MOC. Oh. This is the 2014 2015 signature helmet. Would have been the first one you wore with the team, the first signature one. Still I got a bit of. It. Yeah, some absolute <laughs> That's beauties a beautiful there. Beautiful helmet. Oh. I said that visor still on there. Absolutely gorgeous hey. piece. You want to make a trade? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I got a trade for you. There we are. We'll talk. First for sure. ever. We're going to do it right here. First ever. I trade you that helmet for my Grey Cup helmet. Oh, get out. Oh. Seriously? Oh, I can my make that ass. trade. Oh, I kinda, my. I kind of I like that. Because now I got a bunch of Grey Cup stuff. But I, yeah. I, I, once we won, I took all types of Grey Cup. Banners, <laughs> yeah. Hats. Like, Tooks. Coats. All right. Man. <laughs> Yeah, we'll but contact. My, we'll we'll chat. Yeah, I, uh, I need I need some cool Eskimo stuff to add to my uh, collection because right now my jersey collection, when I bring it out, it's gonna be ain't nobody got these jerseys. No, well, I say take that back. They got these jerseys, but ain't no players got these jerseys like I got because you know. I guess it was you know it's a respect thing. You know, guys do the jersey swaps and stuff. So I got like by. 15 hot, hot jerseys that, you know, players will never have, like the John Bowmans, the S.J. Greens, nice. the Mike Riley, the Jamel Richardson's, like, yeah. Yeah, those are good guys to have. Yeah. Can't no guys really, you know, say they got those jerseys with a, you know, message on them. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe Willie J, because, you know what I'm saying, I think I gave Willie J a few. Uh, that's my guy, so. You know, <clears throat> try to make sure we, uh, we feed him peace and wings tomorrow to slow him down when he feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I like this idea. I, I, I like this idea. That's that's a good good way to do it. Um, all right, let's set up our game for this week, Odell. Um, Elks are back at Commonwealth. Oh. Take on the Bombers. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he just woke up, so. Say hey, buddy. Oh, how old is he? Seven months. Oh, look at that tough of hair. Oh, oh it's so awesome. Got that mohawk like his oh. daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, buddy. Oh, he's gorgeous. Oh, he's awesome. <laughs> well, I didn't expect to have that extra gift. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay, so the Elks take on the Bombers at Commonwealth, 7 o'clock, which means the tailgate should be open around 4.30. And on the menu, Superfan is? We got some Memphis-style pulled pork, 
sandwiches with some coleslaw is going to be good. What is it? That's at the tailgate right before the game. It's on the on the west side of the stadium, right across from the church. Yeah. Who cooking this? Anyone we that are. wants to come on down, yeah. We cook it. You come and eat it. Man. <laughs> I got to pull up today. I come to all that. Where y'all be tailgating at? I pull up all the time. Yeah, we, we're it's uh, lot A, so right by gate six. And west end side. Uh, west side, so north northwest corner there. And uh, you know where the church is, right across the street there? We're right, yeah, yeah, right in that yeah. parking lot. Right next to Section B, right? It's uh, section no section B. It'd be down. That's kind of gate two. So this would be more closer to K, section K, K. and L, yeah. like in that oh, area. Oh, back there, but it's back there. You because when I, you I just come, come out, back, I come back through that. I park where the players park at. Yeah, but that little tailgate that before you park in, and it's like because you make a right, and it's a church right there. Yeah, right. So you come, yeah, yeah right there. We'll be set up. Oh yeah, I'm definitely coming to get the plate. All right, there we'll we go. One. We'll have one for you. Yes, you got, you got, I got sandwiches and what else I got? We got. Well, it'll probably just be pulled pork sandwiches and chips and coleslaw. Coleslaw. Yeah, this okay. time around. Coleslaw. Yeah. Who cooking it? Who, who making the coleslaw? <laughs> uh, probably Safeway, but still, <laughs> it'll still be fun. It'll be good. Yeah, uh, some homemade barbecue sauce. There's a, a okay. Memphis grandma put it on Facebook on YouTube. Okay, nice. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try and check that out. I've been wanting some good, yeah. good barbecues ever since uh, uh, Sloppy Hall's closed. There oh, we go. There go. See, we got some. Yeah, come come visit us. It'll be amazing. Um, okay, awesome. Um, now, it's also uh, Indigenous Night at the game. Uh, yeah. The Elks have an amazing new logo. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. Be on the field, and they will have some merch for it, too. I, I really tried to get a piece of merch so I could show everybody what it's going to look like, but Get to the game early. The merch will be there. Buy it. It's all uh, supporting a great cause, uh, and it uh, it and it looks awesome. I can't so good. I think we're gonna win because we bring the spirit of the Eskimo back. See, there it is. Go. I'm telling you. I'm telling the spirit of the Eskimo coming back. We done made this change. I'm telling y'all. Why would I tell you? I called it first. The spirit of the Eskimo is going to be with us in them helmets, bro. That's going to, it'll make a difference. Um, I I am, uh, I'd be fine if they stuck with the logo, honestly. It's amazing. It's so awesome. Um, Now, we do know Trey Ford is starting. Uh, We know the Bombers have had a full week of rest after pummeling the Lions last week. Odell, what what are we watching for in this game? What 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 are you going to keep your eye on, to, and what are the Elks got to do to pull this one out? The trenches. I agree. I the agree. Trenches. Trenches keep Willie J big ass away from Trey. <laughs> Please. The way the way I seen Betts was running running through our old line, I'm like, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg got more than bet. They got mm-hmm. Willie J. They got Jeffco. Like, man, them boys can go. So it's like I'm paying attention to the trends and how well we can uh, keep Trey Ford up right. Because I feel like, you know, with a young quarterback uh, getting his first start, you know what I'm saying, it's important that he have time. I mean, he's not going to be, you know, just A1 at the start. Or he could be. You never know. But – for his first time, I feel like we need to give him time to, like, you know, we don't need to make him gunshot. Like, first quarter, he don't need to be getting hit upside the back of his head, 
Like, don't let him start getting dirty until it's maybe middle, second quarter, maybe third quarter when they made a new adjustment that we ain't ready for. But if he come out getting hit in the back of his head, upside his head, first quarter, it's going to be a long game. Because now his reads going, he's going to speed his reads up. He ain't going to really be comfortable in the pocket. He's going to be ready to use his legs. But I feel like if we give him time so he could be comfortable in the pocket, whether he make the throw or miss the throw, we just need to give him time to be comfortable. And if we do that, uh, let him use his legs a little bit, like I say, to try to slow, the, slow that Winnipeg rush down, I feel like we, we got a chance to win. I feel like we're going to win. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, it's a change-up. Winnipeg has never scouted for Trey Ford. They can only go off the games he played last year. Very you know true. what I'm saying? So I feel like we got a little advantage for that. But like I said, we protect Trey Ford and we really get out the collateral. So it'll be a good game because, like I said, I mean, we got – the game is in our favor right now, you know, scout mm-hmm. report-wise. It's in our favor. So, like I say, if we win in the trenches, I feel like, you know, J-Jack and the offense will give us enough points to be uh, victorious and hopefully we could be celebrating come Thursday night. Love it. Love it. Uh, Commissioner, what do you think? Same thing, uh, but also we know that Trey Ford has legs and we know that he can run the ball and run it well, but we can't always rely on that. Like Odell said, we need to give him time. We need use utilize his legs, utilize what he's great at, but we cannot depend on that because if he starts getting smoked by those, it's we cannot lose a quarterback at this stage of the game. So that and for God's sake, somebody get on Kenny Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. After that game he had against BC, like I'm glad Ed Ed is back and we have some vets in the backfield. But yeah, it's um it's gonna be falls out when it comes to Kenny Lawler, and I think that if if that uh that passing game isn't stopped, then the way they they manhandled that BC defense, mm-hmm. yep. it's got me a little a little uh, nervous in the stomach. But yeah, those are my two biggest things. <laughs> You agree? I know, exactly. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I just know a Jones defense. Jones not finna let a receiver, you know what I'm saying, beat us. If anything, I'd be more scared of the running game because, like I say, you know, we ain't got big Pelly up in the middle no more. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony's having to do a lot of the extra work himself, and at times you have to move Jake inside. So, all right. yeah, I know it, but stop. If I, if I run game, if I run defense hard up, I'm pretty. I, I I'm real confident in the pass defense. It's more the run defense because I think what we giving them like maybe seven, uh, seven to uh, eight yards on first down. Oh, run easily yeah. last game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. like we got we got to force more second and medium, second and long because Zach is too good of a quarterback. You get him second and medium and second and long. I mean second and short. With that Buck Pierce offense, it's gonna be a long game. But if we yeah. stay in second and seven, second long, we we ain't gotta worry about Kenny or no no other real receiver they got because John's gonna cook it up. I hope you're right. Well, <laughs> the other part is is when Kenny looks like he caught a ball, go ahead and challenge it because he probably did drop it and they still call it. Oh, anyway. get over anyway, it. Uh, no, I'm I, I'm never gonna get over that. That was dumb. That was shit. It's never been a catch. Okay, uh, super fan, you're up. Penalties. You don't gotta say. stop taking those penalties, <laughs> especially the ones that are the ones that are controllable. Like 
if sometimes you're offside, that's going to happen because you got your motor running, but you can't be like swinging when they swinging at you. you yeah. Just gotta be, have that control. Odell talked about it in 2014 versus 2015. That's the difference between championship teams. Yeah. Yep. Can't take them selfish penalties. No. Yeah. Take selfish penalties. No. Don't go. Don't go offside on offense. <sighs> anyway, that's just my. We can take it outside. We can't take them objectionable conduct. Yeah. yard penalty. Yeah. Look at it. Fifteen. If you get a fifteen yard penalty in any drive, you have a seventy percent chance of scoring. Wow. That's. That says it all right Those there. Those are high stats. Holy. Yeah. Like, look, look it up. That's the. That's where in four, And I, again, I learned this in fourteen. If you get a fifteen yard penalty anywhere in that drive, you have a. Pretty much seventy percent chance of scoring three points on a touchdown. Wow, that's uh, yep. So no fifteen yarders, please. Think about where the ball starts at. Yeah, yeah. You start at the thirty, you get a fifteen yard penalty. Where you at? Forty-five. Exactly. You get another first down, you're in field goal range. Yeah, yeah. That's very true. Very true. Yeah. Nope, we don't want any of that. Um, I think our uh, I, I saw Coach Vic say run the damn ball. Uh, yes, they do. Our our O line needs to uh, be able to stand up and open up some lanes for both uh, the Bros, Brooks mm-hmm. and Brown. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Coach uh, Jones talked about it a bit yeah. yesterday or today, just yep. saying when they're doing the RPO. Yep. Um, sometimes the, like the quarterback keeps having to pull the ball out of the running back's stomach because. They're crashing down on there. So yeah, exactly. So they they need a lane. They need to get through. We know we know Kevin Brown can make big deals if he gets that space. So let him let him get out there. Um, all right, let's do some pickums. Uh, Odell, we never uh, pick against the Elks on this show, so we will be um, uh, we'd usually do a prop bet, and we usually let our guest pack pick what the prop bet will be and then i just set a line uh but we'll pick the other games first and then we'll then we'll do the prop bet um so first game is sask at montreal this is out in montreal uh odell who do you got winning that game i'm taking montreal money line okay <laughs> makes sense Commissioner. oh he agrees that's perfect <laughs> yeah yeah same same with Sean Lemon, with Sean Lemon back there. Oh boy, that was a fun last quarter. to one hundred. My guy, my guy, the next up to hundred sec, man. Big That's shout amazing. out to my guy, man. Proud yeah. of man. His, uh, it's it, yeah, it's amazing for how uh, the the longevity, right? And then to be able to put up the numbers, that's unbelievable. I don't know how he was not on I, a team at the beginning of this season. Me Somebody either. please explain it. That's like. You, your second best defensive player in the league last year yep. don't have a contract, not on the team. And BC cut him because of a passport. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, that's odd. Very, but very there's odd. so many players, so many teams could have used an import well, defensive. Guy. Now he's only one, he's only one team away from the Kevin Glenn. So he's yeah. almost there. He's almost got CFL bingo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Super Pen, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with Montreal as well. I think Saskatchewan is really celebrating after that uh, last-second win versus Ottawa. Oh, um, which they should not have got. No, they shouldn't have, but they did. <laughs> Touchdown on the one. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think Montreal, it's at home. So, I think that <laughs> yeah, I'll it. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> the whole Willis family. Oh, my God. I love the hat so much. Oh, my God. So, so adorable. Mom. That's awesome. My babies. Say hey, uh, mama. Say hey. 
Hi. Oh my. Adorable. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, I'm also uh, making it a clean sweep. I'm going with Montreal as well uh, because it's Montreal. I think they're going to win. Uh, let's go to the next game. Calgary at BC. This one out on the West Coast. Commissioner, who you got? Oh, BC. I don't even care if I don't no stats needed. I don't really care. BA's back. They're they're hungry after that loss to Winnipeg. Let's go. Perfect. Super fan. Paul Rector's watching, right? Home he team. Is. Home team. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I will also go uh, home team on that and go BC. Odell. BC money line. And depending on the spread, I may take the spread. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> yep. They should have that. One. Sweep that again. Yeah, uh, love it. Uh, last one: Ottawa at Toronto. This one in the capital of Toronto, capital of Ontario. Yeah. Uh, super fan. Who you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, both teams smarting from a loss that uh, they were kind of expected to win. Yeah, uh, Toronto's got a lot more to prove. Chad Kelly will be back at quarterback, and guess what? They're missing. And uh, yeah, again, home team. That okay. that was it. Finally, like he is back. That's what they said That's today. What they're saying That's what they said. that he's back. So I will also say Toronto with uh, Chad Kelly. Odell? I'm going with Toronto. Carabana over. Okay. I'm guys, guys back focused now. So I'm going with Toronto in the six. Sounds good. Commissioner? Yes, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. We're, <laughs> it's funny. We're all clean sweeps right across home the ta- It's going to be home team yeah. sweep. Oh, there we go. Oh, hey, I like this. That That's good for us, right? It is. Yes, okay. it is. Okay, I like this. I like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Odell. Um, we did have one prop bet come through, which was uh, Ford rushing yards. But if there, you can use that one, or you can use a different one if you would like to pick. What is the prop bet that we will use for this evening? And I will set the line on it. Any any stat in the game? Any stat in the game? Yep. Trey Ford over and on the 225-yard pass. Oh, he even set the line. Okay. All right. Wow. I like that. 225 for Trey throwing. Okay. Over um, and on. All right. Uh, Commissioner, I can see you're struggling with this. Mike, you go first. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to make a good prop bet. I didn't want it to is. That's a good one. That is not easy. I think there's going to be a lot more running in this one, both by the bros, both by and, and Trey. Uh, so I think there's going to be a, a little more balance on offense. So I could see him being just under 220. Okay. okay. I like that. Commissioner? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I never win anyway. So I'll just say over. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'll be optimistic. I was at practice two days this week. I'm going to go over. Yeah. All right. All right, Odell. What do you, what would you pick? Uh, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the under. Okay. You think he's I'm gonna, gonna use his feet more? Like you say, he gonna. I think he gonna end up having probably about. He gonna have over 225 total. Yeah, but total, but passing, I think he's gonna probably be about around 190, maybe 200ish, okay. because he's gonna be like I said, a lot of more, more running. He may take off with his leg. We don't know what he gonna do. So. Or he could come out. They could try to, you know, force the ball up out his hand and force him to throw the ball. Got to play for Coach Richard. He liked to be, he liked to be excited. He liked to do a lot of different things. So, 
Will I know early by the first quarter if he'll go over or under by how uh, Richie Collins scheme? All right, that's fair. I'm gonna text you and see what you think. Please <laughs> right do. Please do. I'm gonna be right there. I'm actually gonna be paying attention now that you made me make the bet. I'm gonna be like, man. <laughs> Perfect. You know you don't pay attention to something until it comes up. Like fantasy football, I never paid attention to half of the guys that was in the league. That's until right. I'm sitting up here like, hey man, you need, I need ten more yards. Like, come on, like. So <laughs> now I'm gonna be paying attention to make sure, you know what I'm saying? He get his yards. Yeah, it's it's gonna oh, it's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be a fun one. Um, all right. Well, Odell, I know there's a bunch of questions, but uh, I don't want to I don't want to tie you up for too terribly long. And uh, you share, you, share, you sure? I don't want to. Let's go. Okay. Well, let, yeah. let's ready, let's, let's, let's do go. this. We'll we'll, uh, we'll do that in overtime, and okay. uh, for for we'll just wrap up the main pod, and then we'll come back for overtime for, with all these wonderful questions. Um, Odell, before uh, before we finish the pod part. Um, Thank you first for coming on and yeah. sharing all your time with us. It's been absolutely, uh, unbelievably amazing. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you online and where they find your gym and all those fun things. Hey, man, y'all can find If y'all want to find me, y'all want to pull up, man, y'all come to Athletes Compound, 9938 67F, man. We're in the central uh, part of uh, Edmonton. Like I said, if you got any memorabilia, anything you want to get signed, autographed, pull up to my gym. We open. If you want to bring your kids, sign them up for memberships, pull up on me. If you just want to pull up, take pictures or whatever. Hey, man, I'm always available. Y'all know, man, I'm always, I always love the fans. Got love for the fans because they the one who made me who I am. So, hey. If you're in Edmonton, you looking for something to do, athletes compound, I'll be there with my babies. Mwah. So, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's so awesome. Uh, Commissioner, where does everybody find you? On Twitter at Duchess Lombardi. Perfect. Super fan. You can find me at all social media at 56 Parkies. And then the history and horde segments you can find at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Perfect. And you can uh, you can find me at Freepalicious and, of course, the show at The Turf District. And that is on all social media platforms, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Threads, Instagram, TikTok, all those fun things. Uh, make sure you continue to watch all of the YouTube uh, shows where Kayla makes more faces at the kids because it's amazing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's outstanding. Uh, tell all your friends to subscribe on YouTube. That'd be amazing. Uh, also, uh, follow some of my amusings on Three Down Nation after the game games um we will be back in for overtime right away with more questions for odell and uh, more of shots of his lovely children which is amazing um and uh, then we will be back next week to talk about our first win at home so make sure you join us next week so for odell commissioner kayla super and super fan mike i imagine remember you can't catch footballs with your face and we will absolutely talk to you next week Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. For more great Odell answers and more fun and games with the mayor, check out our YouTube channel 
and watch the overtime section of this particular podcast. You can find it at youtube.com slash C slash the turf district podcast.